Hello, everybody, and welcome to True Crime Banter, the podcast aimed at bringing you your dose of murder relaxation. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. everybody to another episode of the true crime banter podcast and uh you're a little you don't really have much of a voice i'm a little under the weather that's yeah. what they say isn't not, it? <laughs> <laughs> not feeling the best but here i am but you're a trooper and you're yeah. powering through and this you're, episode you're the talker this this time around which landed perfectly yes just perfectly just perfect and you know what even if it didn't land perfectly mm-hmm. um i still would have been the talker anyway i oh, know you're amazing Yes, you are. Um, hello, everyone, and welcome. If you guys are watching on YouTube, welcome to our uh, dining room once again. Yeah. <laughs> we I feel are, like we're probably going to be doing like little updates, you know? Yeah, like last be, time it didn't look like this. Next time no. it'll probably be better, too. Yeah, yeah we'll, ke- we'll keep ch- changing, changing things around, you know, <laughs> having, having fun, mm-hmm. um, just enjoying ourselves, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, today, you are taking care of the bit of banter. Yeah, correct? it's nothing crazy, but I ended up. I kind of wanted, I know we try to stay on brand with the whole, like, murder thing, but I was like, what if we did, like, some good news? Well, banter, the bit of banter doesn't always have to be murder. No, but, like, at least the last few times I've chosen, like, some kind of crime story, whether it's, like, some kind of weird robbery or something, you know? So I found myself on Reader's Digest Canada. Ah. (laughs) Ah. That old website. That's awesome, because this case that we're covering today takes place in canada what so maybe a little bit you of guys, teaser we didn't plan this i no, swear yeah a small little teaser um and we've oh. kind of discussed this before not this teaser before but i think in the past we talked about how as like um horrific and like disturbing the cases that take place here in the u.s are mm-hmm. there's something about like foreign cases yeah that just add a even little, if it's canada i guess yeah they add a little mystery to it so today's case that i will be covering Involves a British man, but it takes place in Canada. Okay. Which is where I'm like, hey, wow. how about that? Okay. So, well, yeah. this um, is actually, um, it's Reader's Digest Canada, but they're, um, uh, how do I say this? They're uh, platforming stories that happen all across the world. So this oh, one. okay. Kind of like it's a, in a world ca- news. Yeah. And this of- one is, yeah, based Ooh. out of Germany. And I'm just going to read straight from it. It says, looking for a long-term relationship with someone single, lonely, and a little on the furry side? Your next date could be with an adorable dog or cat. All you have to do is swipe right. Faced with an influx of animals who had been adopted during lockdowns and then surrendered when owners returned to work, the Munich Animal Welfare Association teamed up with an advertising agency to create, quote-unquote, dating profiles for 15 adoptable pets on the popular app Tinder. Wow. Complete with professional photos and a bio that includes likes and dislikes. 
Um, it says, uh, Captain Kirk, for example, a two-year-old black and white cat, enjoys cuddles but not small children. The pet profiles have received an overwhelming number of right swipes, says the shelter. After being screened, prospective adopters can arrange a meet and greet with their new match at the shelter. Cool. Awesome. I just thought that would be so funny to like be swiping through Tinder and then see a dog <laughs> but it's or animals. like a cat. Yeah. Wait, wait. So th- these are animals on Tinder. Yeah. Though. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah. you can like match with a with a dog <laughs> or a cat on Tinder. I get. I remember. Um, in Munich, Germany. I hope it. I hope it comes here. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm not on any. Right. Yeah. Files, and but... only 15 animals. I guess is yeah. a ton. But hey. Yeah. Whatever you can get done. I remember when the whole like lockdowns and everything started, and people were working from home a bunch. Yeah. That a lot of people were I know. getting animals. It's so sad too. And I think we discussed at one point back when we lived uh, like in the apartment. Yeah. That it was like, what What are these people gonna do though when they have right. to go back to work? Yeah. And the sad thing is. I, which yeah. I couldn't fathom. There's still being quite like, a few people that, um, in a lot of companies that I know, have uh, stayed with the whole at-home home working and, thing because yeah, yeah. it seems people really like it. Yeah, so. and it's cost-effective yeah. if you don't have to rent a, yeah. a property so space. So I guess but, hopefully it worked out for their animals. Yeah, too, but no, for sure. And it's cool to see, though, that they're finding a way to, yeah. um, even not just animals that, you know, got brought back during the whole yeah. lockdown stuff, but just in general. Yeah. like. If you want to adopt a cat, now you can just do it on Tinder. I know. Awesome. I feel like if it gets popular enough, they'll just create their own app. That's why I thought you you were going to say I'm surprised it's not already a thing. Yeah. I'm sure there is, though. There's got to be, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's a great excuse for anybody that's just like. Whose girlfriend's saying, hey, uh, honey, why are you on Tinder? Uh, uh, look for <laughs> for a dog, honey. Oh. I'm a dog, honey. Mm, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my little Super bit of cool banter. banter yeah. Cool. Well, thank okay, you. Okay, now I'm going to stop talking as much. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Save you. that voice of yours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we do not have shout outs today because a lot of the shout outs that you had planned, you're still waiting on responses mm-hmm. from people to get approval. Uh, anything that you guys message us, mostly her in the message comments of mm-hmm. Instagram and things like that. Uh, if we want to bring it up, we try to get your guys' approval. So, yep. yeah, if you're wondering, hey, why, why aren't you guys have like banter or not banter but shout outs yeah. you just check your messages maybe <laughs> maybe you message them and they haven't yeah. seen it yet or so. re-message me if i'm sloughing on it you know yeah 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 okay well <laughs> i guess uh that'll do it for the bit of banter for today and i will go ahead <laughs> yep okay <laughs> and get this uh party started all here all right here we go all right So this is a story of when one absolute idiot decides to team up with two complete morons, uh, which leads to the gravesite of not one, but two bodies. Now, I do want to warn people that this case does involve the harming of a minor. So if you guys are sensitive to that or don't want to, you know, listen to that, you feel free to check out a previous episode, but this one does involve that. So the origins of this story begins in 2013. 29-year-old Robert Leeming packed up and left his life in the UK after falling in love with a Canadian gal named Sarah via the internet. Now, I don't know what everyone else thinks, but when I hear falling in love via the internet, uh, my mind immediately goes to catfish. So I'm thinking call up and even Max. Because Robert Leeming is in some trouble. Sadly to say, though, Catfish would have been much happier 
with a happier ending, that is, than what we'll be getting today. Robert and Sarah had a true romance, a real relationship that had developed via the means of phone calls, texting, and Skype sessions, uh, pretty much how any relationship that spans across the Atlantic Ocean uh, would be. When Robert and Sarah finally got together in person, it took no time for them to get busy. They immediately got married, bought a townhouse, got pregnant, and also adopted a dog. So within a very short period after Robert arrived at Canada, the relationship went from thousands of miles apart to a family of four. And I put in parentheses, dog included. Wow. yeah. Very similar to us. <laughs> Maybe not, <laughs> not quite. Past, so. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the marriage, it was short-lived though, uh, with the couple divorcing just four years later. And as for the reasons for the divorce, well, get your gas cans and matches ready because the gaslighting is about to begin. <laughs> I, I knew you would like that one. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So in the divorce papers, it stated that Robert would blame Sarah for him having to live a life that he didn't want. He blamed Sarah for forcing him to buy a townhome that he didn't want to live in, have a baby he never wanted, and to adopt a dog he never desired to own. But the worst part, or I guess the worst note on this divorce, though, involves what was found not only in Robert's search history, but a crime that he was convicted for not longer after this divorce was finalized. Oh, God. So in his search history, Sarah explains that there were two items that still disturb her to this day. The first was an article that Robert was looking at about a mother and a child that was found dead in a house fire. And then second was a separate article that Robert was looking at regarding a dog left for dead after being chained to a tree. Oh my god. Now at first this might not sound very worrisome. I mean, I think uh, I actually put in the notes here that articles like that could be considered lighter news here in the U.S., because yeah. there's so many just crazy things happening all the time. Mm -hmm. But what was most concerning to Sarah is that not long after the divorce was finalized, Robert explains to her that he took their dog to a family that was more fit to take care of it. Which, again, not too disturbing. I mean, he took the Ho dog. Hopefully that's what he actually did. Right. Now, you got to remember, Robert, he blamed Sarah for having the dog in the first place. Mm -hmm. So him wanting to pass it off to some other family to take care of it kind of makes sense. Yeah. I mean, especially if the dog was, I don't want to say a focal point for yeah. arguments, but um, definitely a point of contention, I think, between the two. But just a couple of days after this conversation happens, a police officer finds their dog chained to a tree left on the side of the road. Oh, my God. Luckily, he... the dog was still alive. Dude. Luckily. But shortly after the finding, uh, Robert was charged and pleaded guilty to three counts of animal cruelty. Why wouldn't you just... <sighs> Give it to the mom? Yeah. Or... It's just like Actually you're going out of your way yeah. to be a bad person. Right. Whatever. So uh, I put here those counts of animal cruelty were... Uh, causing the dog to be in distress, failing to provide it adequate food and water, and also failing to provide it uh, with adequate shelter. An idiot. So it's, yeah, it's pretty clear that Robert, 
intended, I guess, for their dog to either be found and adopted by some that, That's what I'm going to tell myself so I can sleep tonight, yeah. Yep. Or end up, sadly, just, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, whichever it was, it wasn't going to be his issue anymore. Yeah. So this is where the relationship and really the story between Robert and Sarah ends. The divorce, it goes through. Robert is only allowed to see his son through sanctioned supervised supervised visits. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, the two are able to go their separate ways. And go their separate ways, or his separate way, I should say, he did. As less than a year after the divorce was finalized... And less than a month into knowing her, Robert was moving in his new girlfriend, Jasmine Lovett. Lovett? Actually, I think it's actually how you pronounce it. Okay. And her two-year-old daughter, Aaliyah. Over a span of six months, Robert explains that the relationship between Jasmine and himself was off and on. At some points, they were a couple. At other points, she was a tenant and he was the landlord. So a very... Yeah. Um, like I said, off and on. Yeah. The interesting part of, of this, I guess, arrangement, though, is that throughout this entire time of being, you know, together, not together, maybe back on, back off, whatever, Robert was actually incredibly welcoming and kind to her daughter, Aaliyah. So Jasmine's sister says that Robert would always make her food, uh, babysit her while Jasmine was out at, or at work, whatever she's doing, and even put her down to bed at night. And I, I put here, I wonder if it has to do with his inability to see his own son. Mm. Granted, not that he wanted the son in the first place, but maybe he's realizing, um, you know, what he's missing out due to his own mistakes yeah. of being just like a piece of shit yeah. in, the, in the past. So I put here, it's always nice to hear that the new stepdad, quote unquote, is uh, stepping up and I guess being a good father I also figure. wonder if it has to do with like it's not his so there's not like a big like responsibility kind of thing like, right almost like a practice yeah kind of like there's not as much pressure to take care of it because like it's not really it's mine. not really yeah yeah that makes know. sense I don't yeah know. yeah I guess almost like ba- ba- uh, um, you know babysitting or, yeah if you don't feel like um, you don't have to maybe it takes the or it adds the stress yeah, of yeah, yeah. oh my and gosh if I you know I got to take care of this thing forever yeah much. that's probably how it feels yeah So I put here, I just want to do a quick recap. Uh, After a four-year marriage to Sarah that ended in divorce in 2017, uh, Robert's no longer able to see his son except for under-supervised visits. And then in October of 2018, less than a month after meeting her, uh, he welcomes Jasmine and Aaliyah, which involves this on-again, off-again relationship between the two. Now, fast forward to April 16th of 2019, so just six months later. When Jasmine and Aaliyah visit a couple family members. And this is the last time that the two of them are going to be seen before they go missing. Oh my god. It was a full week later after the two of them failed to show up to a family Easter dinner when the concern for Jasmine and Aaliyah grows. Initially, Jasmine's sister thought maybe she got the dates mixed up or the days um, that the dinner was. And, and... You know, that was the initial, I guess, thought. But after a couple more days trying to get a hold of Jasmine with no luck, she went straight to the police and reported a missing person. That's when officers pay a visit to Robert Leeming's residence to see exactly what's going on. 
And so I do have a video clip for our YouTube watchers, or I guess the audio of this for our people listening elsewhere. Uh, this is the body cam footage from this visit on April 24th, 2019. Now, I do want to say that this is like a, a four-minute clip, so buckle up, get ready. If you're watching on YouTube, um, you're going to not see some weird things, but it's just nice to actually be able to see it, you know, right in front of you. How's it going? So she's with her sister. Hmm. Well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So, sir, you're Robert? Okay. So. Hey, well, we've been here for hours and hours and hours now, hey? Uh, banging on your door and. Ringing on the doorbell. Calling your phone. I've been drinking and smoking a lot, so. Okay. Okay, so. She's not with her sister. What do you mean? Well, that's what? the reason that we're here. Why do you think we're here? Is that the family's calling us, saying we haven't heard from our daughter and our sister. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay, that makes sense? Yeah. Okay, why does that make sense? Because I haven't heard from her either. Okay. So, do you guys get in some sort of argument? Well, not that you're aware of. Like, you're not making a whole lot of sense no, to me, like, guy. Like, like, I don't know what. What? what sorry, I'm, I'm still getting my bearings here. So she's not with her family, but she did threaten. To move out. I don't know, like three weeks ago, we got into a, a tizzy. She she threw a bunch of my stuff out, food, stuff like that, and I had a disagreement about that. Um, but nothing like that would concern me. Nothing that would concern you. Okay. Like I mean, I've I've had I've had people living with me before, and they move out. Right, but this isn't just like a roommate. This is your girlfriend. No, it's more roommate than girlfriend. Okay. She's more of a roommate than a girlfriend. Yeah. So, the last time that you saw Jasmine was when? Thursday. Okay. And at that time, you guys were a-okay or fighting, or what was the status? I would say in the air. Judging by what obviously has gone down. Between hers and she's not here. And we're looking for her, so.
So what makes you believe that she's with her sister? She told me that, that she was going to go and spend Easter with them on Tuesday. I was talking about it because I don't have my son, so, you know, it's kind of depressed about that. But just, you know, drink, not drinking a lot over the weekend because I've pretty much been on my own, right? Okay. Does she have a car? No, I'll have to phone mom and start digging, but that doesn't drive. What's this phone wrap for? No. Just privacy. Huh? Privacy? Did you see the note on the door? I do now. So thoughts? Um, right out the gate reminds me a lot of the Chris Watts footage. Interesting. So mm-hmm. there is a uh, not kinda, a they kind of look alike too. Yeah, it's weird. It's not a, a theory, I guess. But oh, a lot of people when you look this up, this case up, they say the Canadian Chris Watts. Oh, okay. Because it's really interesting. It. Yeah, I didn't want to bring it up at all, but yeah. that is a uh, yeah. I I thought. I'm not going to bring it up because that is like a a talking point. I guess that, you know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, it's more of a like clickbaity type title and that's yeah. not what we're really about here. Right. So it's interesting that you thought that because yeah. a lot of I people mean, do refer to it. I mean, he looks a lot like him and I mean, I don't know if he was drunk in the clip or if he was right. kind of playing it up. I don't really know what he was the, doing, but... The calmness of it, right? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't believe Chris Watts was drinking in his video, but it's mm-hmm. that very, like, there's no emotion. Yeah. And you just, like, are like, yeah, I don't know. There's yeah, no concern, know. nothing. Yeah, I don't know. You're like, it, you know? That's yeah. what it is, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously, um, he's kind of explaining, uh, we weren't really dating at the time you know Mm -hmm. it was up in the air and uh based on what's happened she's it's clear that we're not dating at the moment you know so after this initial visit the very next day things start to heat up and authorities are able to attain a warrant for the arrest of robert leeming and the search of his household i put in asterisk asterisks Mm -hmm. here um, because I'm not sure if it is for sure a a warrant for his arrest yeah and I'll kind of bring this back up here shortly because uh there's there's certain things that kind of occur that I'm like that's maybe it's just a Canadian thing you know so shortly after Robert arrived home from work the next day a SWAT team is used to conduct the arrest yeah I saw your weird (laughs) (laughs) escalated yeah so you might think that this is a bit overboard yeah 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 but my guess is that based on robert's inability to answer the door for hours the day Mm. before so you heard in the clip i didn't really preface it with this but the cops were there for hours trying to they knew he was home but they were trying to get him to answer the door finally he did he says you know he was sleeping he's high and drunk and yeah i'm sorry Plus, i don't know if he has any weapons you know Right, so there is, he does have weapons, he's got guns. Um, A talking point that a lot of people brought up, uh, or I guess bring up in this case, is that Robert, as a child, 
at seven years old, started collecting knives. Okay. Which, to me, it wasn't a big deal. No. Like, it seems a, a little it's a young, but whatever. I mean, if you're right. teaching them safety, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So And so he had like 50 or 60 knives okay. that he also had a collection, but obviously still dangerous if they need to be, yeah. I suppose. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm thinking that because he didn't answer the first time and it took hours yeah. for them to get in, they're thinking, you know what? Um, let's make sure we can get in there when we need to make the arrest uh, before he can get rid of any evidence or anything that might uh, yeah. be I used don't against know what, him. How the Canadian law works, but I wonder like what their probable, not probable cause. cause, but like what, how they were able to arrest him based off what? Right. No, I know, yeah. and that's where. So uh, moving forward, I'm. I'm just gonna. Oh yeah. Sorry. Uh, we'll ahead. move forward, and then very soon here we'll okay. kind of bring it back up. Okay. So uh, I'm not sure if I should say that the SWAT team, or it's a good thing that they used the SWAT team or oh. brought them in, uh, because here's how the arrest went. Uh, after arriving at Robert's house, they attempt to let him answer the door first. Um, again, he didn't answer this time. No surprise. So after that similar instance from the day before, uh, the SWAT team then proceeds to use forced entry tactics. The thing is, though, even with the use of SWAT team tactics, they were still unable to get the front door to even budge. Yeah. Hmm. So eventually they end up using the same tactics on the back door in which they do successfully gain entry into the household, where they then arrest Robert and begin conducting their forensic search. So... During this search of Robert's house, they found that he had barricaded the door using two telescopic poles uh, that he jammed between the door and the stairway, preventing it from being opened. So very similar to what we use here. Um, just oh, as, like, okay. No, no. I feel like I can like imagine that. it because I saw where the stairs were and they were level with the like, door. Like right in they front of the a, door. Yeah. So he had these two poles just posted up against the door all the way. Did he not think they would try another entry? You know what? <laughs> So, <laughs> here's the thing, though. Even weirder, it, where's my note here? Where am I at here? I okay, guess it's Canada. so Who yeah, knows? yeah. It, <laughs> there was raw bacon, seemingly randomly placed throughout the entirety of the house as well. <laughs> what? So <laughs> Canadian bacon? <laughs> it, no matter which bacon it this is, is, it's so Canadian, weird. right? And I'm, I'm what? thinking, um. They, they never really dive into detail as to what the, the bacon's meant to be used for. Oh, my for. God, that's all I'd be focused on. Yeah, my guess, though, is that he's trying to throw off the scent of any search dogs or cadaver dogs. I would send out a separate um, detective just for that. Be like, I need to know. That, it's like that episode of How I Met Your Mother where where uh, it's the pineapple oh, no. incident where Marshall's so obsessed with... Okay. Yeah. You know, okay. <laughs> we'll you know, we digress. <laughs> I love that show, by the way, everybody. Welcome to True Crime Banter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Robert, yeah, he's got this bacon just hanging all over the place. Like he put it in like um, they this describe it as like a um a sump pump, like an area that there's no reason to put a piece of raw bacon. <laughs> and it, they open it up, and there's a piece of raw bacon this in there. Is so weird. Yeah, I okay. like I said, probably trying to throw off the scent. Okay. It's got to be right. Okay. I can't think of any other reason why. Okay. So <laughs> he's he's arrested. He's taken in for questioning while his house is being searched by the forensics team. And this is where I, I said we would bring it back up. Because interestingly, interestingly though, uh, Robert is only held for 24 hours. And I don't know. 
I know when you're you're being held here in the U.S., they can hold you only hold you for 24 hours, um, and then they gotta let you go. Yeah. So Unless, if they don't find evidence, yeah, or I was something, gonna say yeah, they yeah. use that 24 hours to find something. Yep. Yeah. And so I think, again, I don't know how they got the warrant to search the household yeah. or what kind of grounds they used to do this, mm. but they didn't find anything within 24 hours. And so he was free to go. Uh, so after 24 hours, he's released, and Robert heads to a pub while the forensics team finishes up their first initial search of his household. Upon leaving the pub, he happens upon what? More bacon. No. What? Our favorite thing. Another callback to Chris Watts, News Cruise. Oh, fantastic. Is this where he makes his debut? Yep, and here's oh, okay. good old Robert Leeming. Oh, heck yeah. Taking in the attention of being a suspect in the disappearance of Jasmine. After drinking, too. This should be good. Yes, and so I've got video of this for the people, again, watching on YouTube, and uh, the listeners. Hope you enjoy it. He, you can tell, I mean, he's British, so <laughs> he likes to drink, but he also kind of... Um, he holds himself together but you can tell he's a little uh Isn't he British? <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> wait a minute go ahead so how long were you in in police custody 24 hours i think and then they released you and and you can't go home so what have you been doing in the in the meantime just been here <laughs> literally they dropped me off here uh, around about midday and just waiting to for the uh, forensics to finish up my property and uh, I can go back home. Were you not sort of perplexed as to where they'd gone or why they were gone for five days? No, because they said that they were going to be having Easter with her sister, so of course nothing alarmed me um, until, of course, I got arrested. <laughs> so. So when you got arrested at that point, did you even know that they were considered missing persons? Um, no. Are, are you able to speak about anything in terms of um, your interactions with police? It's probably not appropriate this time. He's a weird looking dude. Yeah, it's, he, I feel like he can look so normal and then he has certain looks with his eyes and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. And that's where you kind of, someone. yeah, you kind of take into account that he is probably a little drunky drunk. Yeah. You know, where it's like, oh, maybe he can't like, you know how people look dead in their eyes sometimes when they're a little faded. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, you're in a different place right now, yeah, aren't yeah, you? Yeah. So, um, yeah, very interesting. And so there's actually a much longer version of that, that news, those news crews all interviewing him. Um that was just to kind of get you an idea of like he wasn't he didn't shy away from them yeah he wasn't like a just a you know it's still under investigation i don't want to talk about it he was obviously enjoying himself having a laugh here and there obviously a little buzzed but um not someone who i think who's even if it's just your tenant even if you know someone you live with your roommate and they're just gone and you're just haven't and you're the the prime suspect at the moment and you're just gonna be like i think it's more alarming uh, you know. too because she's a child you know if it right. was just yeah her, you would I think that like it'd be um even for him for someone who cared for Aaliyah, the daughter yeah. where is the the any level of concern yeah. at all being like yeah you know i've been trying to call them for 
days, every day, you know, every on the hour, whatever. Yeah. Just seems like there's nothing. So nearly two weeks pass until seemingly the most timely occurrence of two strangers happens. Robert is out and about when these two dunce idiots approach him. That's how I like to describe them. And they're telling him that they recognize him from the news. He's like, I, I like to picture like just two drunk bros kind of, but mm-hmm. not they're not drunk. They're just, they're dumb. So okay. one of these guys tells Robert that he's a fucking rock star in regards of how much publicity that he's been getting um, since all of this has begun. Robert, he kind of downplays the rock star comment, uh, explaining how difficult it's been dealing with this entire situation. He says his life's been flipped upside down pretty much. That's when the other idiot says to Robert uh, something along the lines of, listen, buddy, dude, my, my friend, we know who you are and we know what you've done. In fact, we've got a friend of ours who may or may not have all the evidence needed to incriminate you. So how about we go somewhere nice and private and talk about what you can do for us in exchange for us getting rid of this evidence for you. And I put here that's some good old-fashioned blackmail, if you ask me. Maybe not blackmail per se, more extortion when you... And so I feel like this isn't the first time we've heard something like this in or heard of a situation like this where whether it's real or not, people like to take advantage that somebody's in the public eye and they're thinking, wow, I might be able to extort him for money or whatever it is to, uh, you know, take advantage of the situation. He's already down on his luck. Let me, yeah, yeah I, that's why I kind of put dunce idiot. It's kind of pieces of shit. Like a guy's already, whether he's done something or not, you're trying to make him feel shittier, you know, mm. and take advantage of the situation. So Robert, he goes along with these two wackos. And now we've got a trio of idiots, uh, two of whom are attempting to extort. They say they, w- they were trying to get Robert to do other criminal activity for them in exchange for them getting rid of this so-called evidence that they have against him. And, uh, and, and really, he's, you know, Robert's up to do whatever he needs to to not framed pretty much so the three go with robert to his workplace which apparently is the only place that robert could think of that wasn't under any sort of surveillance or recordings or whatever and they start talking and after a few hours of back and forth between them all and with the help of a little bit of alcohol uh, robert begins to feel a little more comfortable with these fellas why you might ask Well, Robert, he knows that if these two were trying to frame him, or if they were to try and frame him, uh, he'd have no no problem killing them dead. After all, it wouldn't be his first murder. That's right. So during these, these conversations, Robert tells these guys something along the lines of, hey, listen, I did it, I killed them, and I buried them. And then these two dudes, being seemingly just as fucked up as Robert himself, want to know where he buried him. And Robert, having just made two best friends in a matter of hours, takes them to the shallow grave that he dug just a couple hours away from where they had all lived. 
Now, as I've said before, and I'll continue to say as we continue to do this show more and more, you've got a look on your face. You're not saying anything yet, though. Should I? Should I not? Should I just wait I don't for know. you to finish? Sure. I'll wait for you. Sure. All right. All right. Again, like I just said, we I've said this many a times before. I'll say it many a times in the future. We tend to give tips to criminals on this on the show, I guess, whatever you want to call this. And in this episode, I'm telling all criminals out there, uh, <laughs> let's not trust two weirdos that are attempting to commit extortion against you. Okay. One, because uh, they're already randomly approaching you about this now murder case that you're involved in. So who's to say that they're not going to immediately go to the cops and be like, hey, fellas, like, this motherfucker over here did it. Or, as you're probably thinking in your head over there, uh, in this case's situation, who's to say that they're not undercover policemen sent out to do exactly what they got you to do and admit to killing your girlfriend and her daughter and then lead them to the location of their bodies? Is that what it was? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to okay. say. Yeah. That's what okay. I figured. I figured. <laughs> this is that's not the what... first time that's been done. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this... Here's a timeline of the events uh, of the night that Robert Leeming killed Jasmine. So, Aaliyah, the daughter, I guess she took a hard fall down the stairs. And Robert, thinking, I don't want to say thinking nothing of the fall, but underestimating the um, damage that the fall did to Aaliyah, uh, he just kind of said, throw some ice on it, and then eventually put her to bed. So, Robert, he puts her to bed. And then Jasmine comes home, and Robert tells Jasmine about the fall. So Jasmine, being the mom, goes to check on Aaliyah, and she realizes that Aaliyah's not breathing. Mm -hmm. So this could be a situation. They always say, like, any head injuries or anything, you know, if people are concussed or whatever, it's like, don't let them take a nap. Yeah. Because you don't know if they're going to wake up again. You you took a nap, and you never woke up again. Yeah, the person that was with me shouldn't have let me go to bed. (laughs) I woke up, so we're good. It wasn't Robert Leeming, was it? Nope. Oh, no. Thank goodness. No. So Robert, all right, not not Robert, Jasmine, she clearly is freaking out on Robert. Yeah. Saying, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Rightfully so, you know. And Robert, he's admitted to this, in a fit of rage, grabs a hammer and starts beating Jasmine. Oh, my God. So after Jasmine is, I put, subdued, a.k.a. probably unconscious and... On the verge of death, uh, Robert decided to grab one of his guns and shoot her. Oh my god. So over the next few days, Robert cleans up the sp- the scene, disposes of Jasmine and sadly Aaliyah's body, and makes nothing of the situation until the police approach him on that initial visit. Yeah, he's probably drinking when it happened and drinking before I'm they sure, came yeah. and then... They showed up, and then he was Still releasing drinking, them drinking. with drinking, and oh my god. Uh, so it wasn't until November of 2021 that Robert Leeming actually pleaded guilty for second-degree murder in the case of Jasmine Lovett. However, he pleaded not guilty to the death of Aaliyah uh, because it was the fall off the stairs that um, he says caused her death. So in Canada, the charge of second-degree murder results in a life sentence without or not, I didn't say, not not without the possibility of parole, but without the possibility of parole 
for the first 10 to 25 years, whatever they, you know, choose or deem necessary. But since then, uh, since November of 21, his sentencing has doubled. Okay, good. Because back in February of 22, he was also convicted and ruled as as guilty for second-degree murder of Aaliyah as well. So they deem that based on the amount of trauma that Aaliyah faced during that fall down the stairs, um, coupled with the lies that Robert was telling to the public regarding Jasmine's death, it was beyond reasonable doubt that Robert was also the cause for Aaliyah's death. So thank goodness, at least, you know, 20 to 50 years, he won't be out on parole. Uh, Still a piece of shit no matter what. Yeah, I just, like, and I hate to take it there, but, like, I hope they did, like, a full, obviously, thing on the young girl. Like, I just, I just can't help but, like, sometimes when, you know, kids are murdered and stuff like that, like, especially when it's an opposite sex thing. Right. I always think, like, Like was he trying to cover up, like, a sexual abuse thing? Like, did she say, I'm going to tell my mom, and he just flipped out and beat her, and he disguised it as she, that's how she died? Versus she was going to tell on me or, you know, yeah. he took an interest in this girl that's not his and he had no problem taking care of her and he was alone with her for how many hours a day? Like, you just don't know. Yeah. And this is kind of another situation where uh, you and I, we've uh, just a few cases ago, um, maybe it was the Henry McCabe one or whatever. We, we're, we always wonder, you know, are police agencies doing their due diligence to make mm-hmm. sure, cover all the bases? Yeah. And I like to think that in a situation of, I mean, granted, she was two years old, you know, so Mm -hmm. it's not like she was sitting there arguing back with him or really anything. But you would hope that uh, with any, you know, young female, they would always check for that. And then, you know, whether they uh, charge or even bring it out to public, who knows. But you just really, you really do hope that they... Because why out of nowhere would he just beat her up like that? Right? Yeah, you know? I don't know. And that's, I mean, when you're, when you admit that she, you know, Jasmine's going off on you, so you decide I'm going to kill you with a hammer. Yeah, it's and like, like, if that's really what happened, right? Like, yeah. he could have killed her first and then had to dispose of, of the daughter. Right, true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, sadly, you know, we only have his word to go off of along with, but uh, then you would think he would just shoot evidence. her. Why would he beat her up? Like, it seems weird right. to beat the crap out of a little kid. But. If that's how you're going to dispose. If there is some sort of, you know, we always talk about when, when people are found um, overkilled or overbeaten and no one knows who the killer is, they always assume that it's somebody that was near and dear to them because mm-hmm. there's some sort of rage or anger involved. Yeah. So maybe he just had some something out for, for them. Yeah. It's and weird. yeah, wanted to take it out on the daughter, and then the yeah, you the cared mom. for her for how long, and now all of a sudden, you know, it just yeah. seems weird. But yeah, wow, yeah. So uh, I actually have not heard of that one. A little more recent. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, it took place in 2018, and then final ruling. Didn't but that's occur kind of like until... a, a little COVID case you brought to us, kind of you know, which yeah, which is interesting. You you start to think that this actually took place. I guess before COVID, and this is probably now that we think about it. Now that I'm, you might bring that up, it 
is probably one of those cases that kept getting pushed back t- mm-hmm. for the verdict because of COVID. Right. Where people were just like, you know, we're not going to do any. Just like the uh, Lisa guy and what is it, Tony or Lisa guy? The guy case. Remember where a son? Who oh, did that oh one? yeah, Joel. Yeah, Joel, Joel Guy Jr. Yeah, Joel Guy Jr. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That one got pushed back because COVID. Yeah, remember? yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're, we were looking at the... Uh, uh, the trial mm-hmm. photos and yeah yeah and they're all yep. wearing masks and stuff yep wow yeah so well i always feel weird saying thank you but thanks for telling the story of course yeah yeah i mean any any time we can bring any cases to light especially ones i don't want to say especially ones against yeah. children but no, it's no, just no. like well, yeah i mean well a kid was involved yeah 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 i think they all deserve uh, all idiots killers deserve to be made the pieces of shit that they yeah, actually are. Yeah, this is one of those ones where this guy is just clearly like, I don't, I not insane is not the right word. He's not insane. He's one of those ones that like ego and like, you know, it's like he be, clearly right? thought he was going to get away with this. He's some weird, like he thinks he's fucking yeah. whatever. I'm just going to drink and all go away. Like it'll be fine. Like who cares about these yeah. people? And who knows? I mean, maybe, maybe, you know, well, moving I just don't think from the UK to Canada plays a part into it. Feeling like he wasted his time with the first marriage. I don't know. It seems like he probably made a lot of bad decisions in his yeah. life that ended up leading to and the I worst mean, decision. And I mean, he obviously all. just snapped. I mean, it was probably a long time coming. Yeah. You know, still if it no w- excuse though, because no. there's if you it wasn't go back them, to Europe, like get the fuck out of Canada if that's the case. You know, if it wasn't them, it probably would be the next couple or Sadly. next wife or girlfriend, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well. Thank you for listening. I know your uh, voice is not doing too yeah. hot, and I'm sure your head's not feeling not too great. so but great, but it's all right. So everybody in the comment section below or uh, on the post of this Instagram, say, feel better, Christian, mm, or something like hopefully that. Hopefully by then I will be by the time yes. this gets up. I'm almost better. I can feel it. Yeah. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, y'all. Okay, well, yeah. this has been another episode of the True Crime Bander Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, if there is anything you want to hear us talk about or banter about or uh, shout out about, feel <laughs> free to uh, leave it in the comments or I guess the comments. I guess message yeah. us as well. Yeah. Again, if you message us, we're going to ask you if it's okay to bring it up yeah. on the podcast. So make sure you're looking for a follow-up uh, answer mm-hmm. to provide. <laughs> and yeah, I guess that's it for today's episode. Um, thank you all for joining us, yeah, and thanks, we will guys. talk to you in the next one. Bye. Adios.